Yo, 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 what up, dogs, and welcome to episode number 113 of the Fantasy Football Dogs Podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Panther, and as always, I am here with my pal in real life, but my foe in fantasy, Nathan Nate Dog McDonald. Howdy. We are one week away, exactly seven days from the NFL draft. We are super excited to dive in. Uh, we're going to be talking about landing spots. We're going to be talking about uh, some last-minute divisive players and where what uh, area we might think they uh, we think they might be taken. Um, and um, then uh, we're going to talk about uh, where we think some uh, some of the stars of the draft might go. So uh, we're going to be excited to get into all of that. Um, not too heavy on the news, but I know we got a couple of items to touch on. So. Nate, uh, what do you got for us? Yeah, uh, biggest news has got to be the Jalen Hurts contract that uh, happened after our last episode. So just got to mention he got absolutely paid. It's a five-year, $255 million deal with $179 million guaranteed. So, yeah, big old bankroll for him. Good job. Uh, take your team that high in the playoffs, and, yeah, you, you deserve to get paid. So good for him. Uh, Cowboys picked up CeeDee Lamb's fifth-year option. That's another contract move. So he's tied to them for the next two years. So they'll probably give him a long-term contract in the not-too-distant future. Um, uh, so those are kind of contract-related things. Uh, Bryce Young odds have uh, skyrocketed for him to go number one in the draft. So, um, yeah, I, I forget what it is, was last time I checked. But, yeah, it's like – I know some places have even, like, shut it down as far as, like, betting on it. So, um yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, the other quarterback news is that teams are calling the 49ers about Trey Lance. So that could be interesting. I know you mentioned uh, the Vikings are one that uh, have you know been reported on a lot. So um, that'll be interesting to see if uh, they decide to move on from him and like what kind of capital he would uh, render. Um, someone who did get traded already is Mr. Allen Robinson, traded for a mighty seventh rounder to the Steelers. So Rams also clearing some cap space with that. So, yeah, that's mostly what they're doing here. Um, but, you know, Steelers add to their already loaded wide receiver room. So and for only a seventh rounder, you know, that's not bad if you're trying you know compete a little bit more this next year. So good on them. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I have for news. Uh, any reactions to that? Saw? Yeah. Um, you know, Nate and I have both kind of been adamant that we thought that cj stroud would be the the 101 pick i mean it's the pick that we would make and i'm sure that's part of part of why we felt so strongly about that but um at this point the odds seem to point the other way of course we're not nfl excuse me nfl insiders Mm -hmm. uh so you know we we uh at this point you know i have to lean more towards that and i probably would project bryce young to go to the panthers uh, that being said, that's perfectly fine. I don't know that that's really going to affect my personal rankings, but, um, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see. And, you know, as a Falcons fan, not that I don't think Bryce Young is a threat and is potentially the best quarterback right away. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely happier if they take, they take Bryce Young than, than Stroud. But, uh, but that being said, you know, um, uh, we'll see how it goes, but definitely, um, you know, there's been some talks of CJ Stroud, uh, you know, falling even past the second pick. Apparently, maybe the Texans aren't super in on him. So if that were to happen, please, Falcons, trade up and get him. I don't uh, just just I don't care what you have to give. Uh, so anyways, uh, any more mm-hmm. thoughts on, on any of those topics? If not, we can get into the episode. 
Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, the fact that the number one pick is like, you know, kind of really gone back and forth as far as the betting odds and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any draft day surprises. But uh, yeah, Vegas definitely has uh, Young being the first guy taken. So um, be interesting to see. And also if the Texans are stupid enough to not take uh, a quarterback at uh, the second spot. So that'll be very interesting. Yeah, it could just be more draft hoopla and smoke screens like always happens, but it's all it at least it, it adds some intrigue. You know, I think a couple of weeks ago I was like, oh, we're pretty certain that CJ Stroud and Bryce mm-hmm. Young are going to picks one and two. Um, so you know, it, it looks like that that there's less certainty certainty about that now. So that just makes it a little bit more fun on draft night, but which is a week away, which we're super stoked about. Um, but anyway, so Let's get into it then. Let's uh, start out and have a little landing spot discussion, mm. and we'll talk. We'll take each of the fantasy positions and just talk about um, one or maybe a couple um, of the best landing spots for each position, and then a couple of the worst landing spots uh, that we feel um, we might downgrade players to uh, if they go to these spots, uh, and and you know obviously upgrade players if they go uh to to our our favorite spots and uh so nate uh, i'll let you start out um you can choose where you want to take it with the best or the worst first but we'll start with quarterbacks and i'll let you let you go wherever you want to take it yeah i have a surprising pick for my best landing spot and all these are pretty close it's not like a you know clear-cut leader but uh i think any of the quarterbacks that go to the bucks are in an awesome situation. You got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, two of the best receivers in the NFL, a good offensive line when they're healthy, which they should be. And hopefully they add more pieces to that. So yeah, they got a lot of weapons. They're in a division that's not super tough. Um, yeah, I think the Bucks are a sneaky, like really good landing spot for any of the quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, I would definitely like that like them better than most of the teams picking at the top of the draft. There's maybe one team that I'll discuss that is still like a little bit better than the bucks. But mm. um, another interesting thing about the bucks. Um, well, I don't want to trample on our, our future discussion, but there's a interesting running back uh, that has only had two top 30 visits. And mm. uh, one of them was with the bucks. So um, I'll definitely uh, get to that when we get to the, the running back discussion. But for me, my favorite landing spot for the quarterbacks uh, is the Colts. So that's pick number four. Um, you know, you got Jonathan Taylor. You got a better than average O-line. You got Michael Pittman uh, and Alec Pierce, who I think are a solid one-two. Tight ends in um, Jelani Woods and Mo Ali Cox. So, um, yeah, you know, I think it's, it's ready to go on offense. Their defense is... Uh, you know, not top of the line or anything. It's probably in the later half, but it's also not atrocious. There's some stars like Shaq Leonard and, and you know, some, um, you know, real potential for team building. And, of course, Shane Steichen, a new head coach, but I do think that, you know, I liked what he did with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Um, So I'm really hoping if CJ Shaw does fall, he can maybe fall to the Colts if he didn't land uh, to the Falcons because uh, that would just uh, – he probably – be a top 12 quarterback, uh, maybe even a top 10 quarterback right out of the gate for me. Cause I'd be really excited about it. Yep. I like that pick a lot. Uh, they're definitely in my top group here. Um, along with the uh, Falcons, I think that's a sneaky good landing spot as well, just cause mm-hmm. I don't think Tesman Ritter is very good and they have two top 10 picks as, you know, pass catchers. So, and a really underrated running back that was over a thousand yards last year. So 
Um, yeah, Falcons, I think are good. And of course the Panthers, I think are a really good landing spot as well at one Oh one. So. Interesting because that rolls well into our next conversation. Uh, cause I think for me, just of the teams that are looking for a quarterback, I mean, I'm sure there's worse landing spots I can imagine, but for me, the Panthers is the one that, that I'm the least excited about right away. I know it's the one one pick and I did the one saving grace. And the only reason why I'm not like, okay, it's a dumpster fire is Frank Reich. But, I mean, when you look at their history, it's Cam Newton, who was good for a couple of years. And, I mean, you know, Jake DeLome back in the day was 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 okay. And to be fair, they're one of the newer franchises in the league. I think they became a franchise in, like, 97. Uh, sorry to the, you know, history nerds out there if, my, if, if I'm wrong about the year there. But, uh, you know, that being said, the Panthers have just never really developed a good quarterback. There's nothing there to... S- suggesting you know uh on the receiver tight end or running back anything around them they do have a solid offensive line which of course is important but uh, i do think in year one whoever the uh, pick that goes to the panthers uh, is probably going to have a rough year and have to carry the team uh for any of the the few wins they might be able to to manage in year one could be way off here uh but i just don't think that any of the quarterback even even Stroud, who's my favorite, you know, I, I'd be a little bit less excited than uh, going to the Colts, of uh, course, and then even the Texans, who I think are a little bit uh, more ready to go on offense this year. But, uh, you know, looking down the road, maybe Frank Wright can develop them and, uh, you know, make me my words here. But just of the teams that I know are looking for a quarterback, that was, for me, the worst landing spot. Wow. Uh, yeah, I have to retort on some of that here. So first of all, you can't say they didn't develop a quarterback. Cam Newton won a damn MVP and made a Super I've Bowl appearance. Cam, I mentioned Cam. You, I mentioned and then you Cam. said they didn't develop any quarterback. Like Cam Newton definitely developed with the Panthers. And also like Frank Reich, you know, had Andrew Luck and they had massive success. So uh, yeah, I Frank Reich is the thing for me. Like of these teams, he's the one that's proven he can develop a quarterback. None of the rest of these guys have really done it before, and he's got the experience. They have a great O line. I was surprised to see you diss their running back room with Miles Sanders signing with them. I was, you know, well, I just don't think there's is there's no. I mean, even I mean, obviously McCaffrey was there before, but there's just not a running back that really can carry the team or really be a, a star of the offense. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Sanders, but I do think he's a, you know, B plus running back. And, and, you know, there's no real a plus or a, even a pieces in that offense was, was my only point, but you know, I do like Sanders say he's in the top half of running backs in the league. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. 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 I just think that the, you know, obviously, I mean, maybe you disagree, but the quarterback's going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting in, in right away in year one, there'll be a lot expected. Their run game was incredibly strong, especially at the end of last year. So I think they're going to run the ball a lot. And, you know, I don't think their receiving core is, I think they're going to add to it in the draft, but I mean, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark and Hayden Hurst, like, you could do worse. So it's not a great one, but especially if they draft a guy in the second or third round, like it could become a solid group. So I just, I think the pieces around them are a little bit better and the head coach is the one that's proven it and, you know, kind of has the experience. So I I'm leaning toward that. That's a fair argument. No, I mean, definitely. Um, no, we definitely, we, we see it a little different there and not to say that I'd drop them any lower, but I'd be interested to hear what, what you think uh, of a team. Uh, there's one other team that I do have listed, but of course I'll, I'll let you go next and, and see if it's maybe the team that, it, that I'm thinking. Yeah, man, I think the chiefs are a terrible landing spot for any quarterback. It's going to be a rough go of it. 
Yeah, they're um, going to have some competition. It'd be hard to pull your way up the depth chart on that one. Um, yeah. Honestly, I don't think the – it's not that I think they, this is a terrible landing spot. It's just some people seem to think it's a great landing spot, and that's the Lions. And I disagree just because every time they talk about Jared Goff, they like you – know, or, or they're asked about quarterbacks, they're like, yeah, we really like Goff. Like, he was great last year. And so I, I think they hold him in higher regard than, like, the fantasy community does because he's not flashy. He's not – you know, he just is a good NFL quarterback when he has the pieces around him. Um, you know, I think he's a better passer than all except these top two guys that are coming in as far as quarterbacks go. So, um, yeah, I think the competition there is a little bit more stiff than people are giving credit for. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they go for a quarterback, but I kind of have my doubts. I like that one. And, you know, long-term, maybe two years down the road. I mean, if, if, and, or even like, let's say Jared Goff gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Lions are awesome plug and play. Like, I, I love it as far as the pieces around it. But you're mm -hmm. right. I do think that me and you both think, I mean, look, Jared Goff had more passing yards than any other quarterback last year. Um, So uh, do what you want with that. I mean, you know, he's not, I've, I've dissed Jared Goff in the past. And honestly, Nate's always been a little bit higher than him on me. And he still might be a little bit higher than him on me, but, mm -hmm. um, or on him than me. But, um, uh, you know, I still I'm coming around and I, I do think that the Lions hold them in high regard. I don't think the Lions are going to use their first uh, or even a second round pick on a quarterback. Could be proven wrong by that. But, um, you know, I, I don't think that Jared Goff's uh, job is in jeopardy this year. I mean, definitely maybe a year or two down the road. But um, if he keeps playing like he played last year, I, I, I think he's going to be OK. Yep, I agree. And I think uh, this last year was his best from a turnover perspective as well. So he, he was, wasn't just putting up stats. He was, you know, efficient with the ball. So, um, mm. yeah, interesting there. Uh, shall we move on to running backs? Yeah, well, one other bad landing spot I did have that is somewhere where they could go is the Raiders. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. Devontae Adams is great. And maybe Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams will be a, a good mm. duo. But outside of that, I mean, Josh Jacobs – Maybe it's better than I'm expecting. This but, man is done know. with Hunter Renfro. He ain't they, nothing to this man no more. Well, he's done simply <laughs> nothing to Josh McDaniels. It's not yeah. me, it's McDaniels. But, um, you know, I just think, uh, you know, Jimmy G, if he doesn't get injured, will probably start all of year one. Uh, he probably will get injured, so he might start right away. But, I, you know, definitely the Colts, the Panthers, and, and even the Texans, I think I like a little bit more than the Raiders. But, mm. again, I don't yeah. think it's – all terrible it's just uh you know all of these landing spots are you can kind of see a path for any of them but mm -hmm. th those were just the two that i you know am down on a little bit compared to the others but uh and you know surprising that it's not the texans for the i would have thought the texans were a bad landing spot but i think both of us are kind of like oh this this could be okay but anyways yeah. let's move on they have a lot of draft picks and they have a, they have the chance to do it very well but they also have the chance to royally screw up here so right um yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they have a draft where they get one of the top receivers like we kind of mocked around with um, that. That would be really beneficial. Yeah, no doubt. And with two top 12 picks, uh, you know, I think that even if they take one of them on defense, like it's yeah. they can't really go wrong. They need a lot of help. But uh, let's move on to the running backs. Uh, Nate, I'll let you start us out um, with again, take it where you want. If you want to start with the worst you can, if you want to start with best. 
wherever you want for the running back landing spots. Yeah, you gotta go with the Bills here. I think there's some other really good spots. Um, but I mean the Bills, I think, have the most upside. It's an offense that's probably gonna be scoring a lot. That's what they've been the past two years, and that you know are gonna be playing, you know, really for um playing for a lot in the later part of the season you know you have some teams that they just kind of don't give a shit because they're out of it at that point that's you don't have to worry about that with the bills and like i said offense has tremendous upside not a ton of competition at running back especially for like you know first and second down guy i think they're going to move on from singletary if they haven't already um but yeah it's uh also josh allen has come out recently and kind of said he knows he's gonna have to transition more to like a passer um you know as he ages and stuff like that and you know i do think they want to take some pressure off his shoulders at the goal line and you know kind of save his body especially you know save it for the playoff run so um i I expect them to get a big you know first and second down type running back in this draft so so they did do something with singletary they let him go and he went to the texans that's right that's right Uh, so so yeah it's basically just james cook and um even zach moss is gone so i don't even know someone yeah, they're getting someone definitely. Uh, but yeah, no, I like that one a lot. That was uh, that was definitely in in my three landing spots that I have here. Uh, the one I have at the top though is the Bengals. Um, you yep. know, I've been kind of holding out hope a little bit, uh, and it still looks like they're going to ask Mixon to take a pay cut. The latest news they're going to ask him to take a pay cut. Maybe he will take it and he'll play with them for another year. But it looks like they are like they're 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 trying to build plans outside of him. And, uh, yeah, if, if, uh, like first or second round, especially running back goes to the Bengals, but even third round, uh, I think they'll have a serious chance to compete to be the RB one, uh, in year one. Now look, Mixon is still a good back despite his off the field, uh, issues that he's had. He's still a very good back, but he did have a down year in efficiency last year. Uh, you know, he's, um, 26 or 27. So, I mean, he's right around the age where, um, you know, he, he, he could drop off. It doesn't always happen, but when it happens for, for running backs, it happens really quickly. And, uh, you know, when you see a lack of efficiency like that, um, you know, he might be getting replaced. And I think the Bengals are such an explosive high scoring offense that I'd really like the landing spot there. Yeah. I, uh, he's, he's actually been, you know, he had a solid season, a really solid season in 2021, but he's been fairly inefficient for like three years in a row now. So, um, I do think it's probably time for them to move on. I mentioned that in the last episode, so no disagreement here. Um, another team that I'll mention is the Dolphins, just because I think they have a fantastic running game there, and they have like three or four Jags in that backfield. And if they draft, you know, one of the you know top three, four guys in this draft, I think you could have a um, you know a high upside player that's really going to get a lot of run, uh, just because I expect them to want to take a little bit of the weight off of to his shoulders and not have, you know, pass rush just absolutely gunning for him on every play. So running game really helps with that. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see if they bring in um, a big time running back into that offense. Yep. Uh, That was the other team I had on this list. So couldn't agree with you more. Uh, They did resign everybody, but I still think that a super talented running back can, can come and kind of clear up, clear out that death chart, uh, as you mentioned. So, um, all right, well, I'll go ahead and get into my worst landing spot. And, you know, this is the second time they've been mentioned on the worst landing spots by one of the two of us, but it's because they already have such a solid offense, but this is a team I have seen like Bijan mock two and shit. And I'm just like, this is the only landing spot that I'm not excited about. And it is the lions. 
Um, it's like, you know, they have Swift. They just signed David Montgomery to a big contract. Like, don't get me wrong. Bijan is more, more talented than almost any running back in the league, including those two guys. But I don't want him to be in a three-headed backfield with two mm-hmm. other talented backs, you know? Like, it's just – and especially with the other – with them being one of the – at least last season, they were uh, one of the highest – or they were the highest – um uh, had the highest amount of passing yards. They're a very, very uh, high pass, heavy pass offense. Mm, um, you yeah. know, I, I don't know how excited I'm going to be about that three headed. And even at the best case scenario, a two headed running back system, maybe they get rid of one of the other guys or one of the other guys gets phased out, but I don't see that happening. They just, they just paid um, Montgomery and, you know, Swift is obviously very talented when healthy. So uh, I just don't really like that one for Bijan or any other uh, back. I think they're kind of solid at that, that um, position. And I doubt they will draft anybody, maybe fourth, fifth round uh, to add some depth. You know, you can always have running back depth, but I don't really expect to them. I think them signing Montgomery was kind of their, their addition for, for, yep. for the backfield this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, my worst landing spot for running backs is the Patriots. Um, mm. Belichick is, uh, you know, I'm not going to say he's lost it, but he's about a year away from me saying he's lost it. Uh, but last year's offense was rough to watch and we know how they like to cycle through running backs and just, you know, use a whole bevy of them in different roles. So yeah, I, I do not want any running back. I like to end up on the Patriots. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. The Patriots. Uh, I mean, you know, they're it's always an effective offense, mm-hmm. uh, rush offense. You know, and and you know, Ramondre's there. I think Ramondre has proven to both of us that he's a better back than than we thought he would be in the mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I agree with you there. Uh, the only other bad landing spot I have, and it's a similar kind of case and scenario here, but it's the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, there's been a couple of mocks I've seen where like a guy like I like like a chain goes to the 49ers, and mm. not only do you have the normal 49ers issue of they're always switching out backs and nobody's ever gonna, but now you do have a back that's actually you know is gonna get the workload in Christian McCaffrey there. So uh, you know I just don't really see this being a good landing spot. They still might drive. They always drive one and they have like three compensatory picks like in the third and fifth round so um you know they're i'm sure they're going to draft a running back but i'm not going to really love that landing spot yeah i they're kind of neutral in my eyes just because when elijah mitchell was healthy they really did you know give him quite a bit of carries and tried to limit you know the wear and tear on mccaffrey so they often like capped him at like 15 touches or something like that so You know, I think if they did bring in someone that took over that role from Elijah Mitchell because he can't stay healthy and they brought in a guy that's good on first and second down goal line, that type of thing, um, I could see it being a sneaky good landing spot. But obviously the upside's limited with McCaffrey being the number one guy there. Um, Last team I had, do you have a response to that, sir? Oh, I was just going to (laughs) say – with Elijah Mitchell, you were actually pretty high on him in the pre-draft process and stuff. So, you know, just assuming he did stay healthy, how many of these backs, like, is your RB 10 in this class, somebody that you feel like it could, could beat out Elijah Mitchell? Or, I mean, do you feel like it would be tough to, to, to actually do that? Assuming that Elijah stays healthy. Probably not RB 10, but I think like, you know, RB six, seven around there, you know, you're talking about a, you know, like a Kendra Miller or a Tank Bigsby or, you know, someone like that, a Sean Tucker, you know, I could see that happening. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. 
Um, but yeah, um, last team I had that was just a bad landing spot is the Seahawks. And I only mention this because I've seen this mocked like several times for like Bijan going there. And just oh, yeah. why? You already spent top 50 pick draft capital on Kenneth Walker. He already was a rookie of the year candidate and probably should have won. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I don't understand that as a landing spot. And like if they bring in a bruiser like that, it's a different enough style than Walker and Walker is so good. Like they're going to split time. So I just, yeah. I, I agree with you. I didn't, I didn't even write it down. Cause I haven't um, seen uh, as you know, maybe, maybe I, I was seeing that in the beginning, but at least mm-hmm. recently I've seen less mocks with the Seahawks, but yeah, I wouldn't like that at all for a landing spot. I mean, even if it were Bijan, I mean, Kenneth Walker, why would you do that? You just hit on a, like you said, a top 50 draft pick. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we would have to see, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like that one at all either. So let's move on to the wide receivers and this time I'm going to start in the negatives. I'm going to start out with a bad landing spot Ooh. and it's feels like it's the same one every year. Maybe things will change because there was a big addition from the old university of Georgia. Mm. Uh, but the Ravens, man, the Ravens are just, mm. I'm always afraid. And, and I know they're going to take a, a, a receiver in the first or second round. Uh, so, I mean, they did just sign Odell and they have Bateman and Andrews, so maybe they won't, maybe they think they need to spend it elsewhere, but I feel it in my gut that one of these receivers I really like, just like Bateman are going to go to the Ravens and I'm just going to have to trust my instinct and knock them down a couple of spots when it happens. Cause I didn't do it with Bateman. Uh, but look, uh, it's not that I think Lamar's not a good passing quarterback or any of this or that or whatever. First of all, there's so much uncertainty around is Lamar even going to be their quarterback? Uh, There could be something that happens in the draft where he's no longer their quarterback. And then, you know, second of all, you know, is that a, is there bad blood in that situation? Will he play, but maybe, you know, not, uh, you know, maybe he wasn't trying to come back from injury this year and things like that. Uh, And, you know, there already is, three other options i mean we know mark andrews is going to be a stalwart uh maybe odell uh and and uh lamar will have a connection and maybe you know rashad bateman can make something uh of it but you know i just don't like the competition there and it's already just one of uh, the less pass heavy offenses again maybe todd Duncan will completely change the offense and it'll look completely different and i do think that lamar is a is a good passer so i don't you know, I think it's he can't support fantasy options. I just think what we've seen of the Ravens uh, in in the past, I'm not uh, not excited about that. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm right with you, and I'm a little bit lower on Lamar as a passer. Like, you know, he's only thrown for over three thousand yards. You know, one out of his five years in the league. So, as far as like supporting pass catchers, especially multiple pass catchers, that's that's tough to do. Um, I think he's only had like two thousand yard pass catchers once, and that was Mark Andrews and. Um, Hollywood Brown that one year so um, but yeah so I just think your upside is really limited when Lamar's your quarterback so I agree if one of my favorite wide receivers goes there I'm probably gonna have to knock him down a peg or two um, I'll mention just it, it seems counterintuitive but I'll mention the Bengals just it could be a nice upside landing spot but um, especially if they end up letting T Higgins go so that's what makes me you know trepid about putting it here but just especially that first year, your upside is so limited because, I mean, you're not – I mean, I don't think any of these guys year one are beating out Chase and T. Higgins. Um, they're so established. Or even so Boyd. Good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Boyd's incredibly good. So, yeah. yeah, it's just they're so stacked at that position. And I don't I don't 
predict them taking a wide receiver high at all. Um, but yeah, if they did, it definitely would like cap their upside, especially the first year. Yeah, yeah. No, Boyd is one of the most slept on receivers, you know, ever, uh, especially mm-hmm. since, you know, Jamar Chase came around because it we thought it was going to be Higgins as the alpha and Tyler Boyd as the as the two for a while. And he got a little bit of a respect. But uh, since since Chase has been in the picture, just people completely forget about Boyd. But he is he's pretty good. And I think it. I totally agree with you. The only other landing spot that I'm fading and you mentioned it for running backs, uh, you know, another second time uh, team appearing on the bad landing spots. But it's the Patriots. Uh, they've tried and tried. And, you know, maybe they will take someone at that 15th spot. But they they just can't seem to hit on a first round or second round or any kind of high round receiver. Um, so I'm not going to be super excited about it. Um, they need an alpha receiver. So, I mean, if it's a guy, let's say JSN goes there, I'll be forced to be like, okay, he's going to be the alpha. Like, I'll feel yeah. like, you know, I'll talk myself into it. I like, I'm, I can do it a little bit easier than I can with the Ravens. But Still, I'm um, I'm gonna be disappointed with it. That just I, I won't be able to fight that feeling. Yeah, I agree. I do think that offense will have more upside. You know, this year with Bill O'Brien, like an actual offensive coordinator, um, that will make a big difference. But yeah, it's their their track record has just not been good for you know wide receivers they select. Um, good good mention there. Uh, I'll mention just I don't think it's I don't think it's too bad long term but the jags are pretty stacked at wide receiver right now so that'd just be a really thick um room to try to fold your way in on so um yeah that's uh, i wouldn't want one of my top receivers to go there but um yeah that's that's it i had for the weak spots yeah and you know and you you're true to your word because um you know in our mock draft uh, mm-hmm. that we did last last week Cedric Tillman a guy that you're very high on got mocked to the Jags and you did drop him a couple mm-hmm. of spots you know so yeah. so definitely uh you know that's a good spot to mention there uh all right well let's get into the good landing spots for the receivers um i really kind of tussled back and forth with which one was my favorite here there's a couple of spots where they could be the alpha right away there's a couple of spots where i like the landings uh, like the quarterback better but um, I think the one that I'm talking myself into the most uh, at this point in time is the Chargers. Um, I know that Keenan Allen and Mike Mike Williams are there, but first of all, Justin Herbert's just just like Joe Burrow, just like you know these elite quarterbacks that they can he can support three options quite e- easily. And I think if they draft a guy in the first round, maybe they won't. I think if they draft a guy in the first round, um, you know, he'll be pretty heavily featured. And, you know, uh, both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have had problems staying healthy throughout their careers. So uh, I, I don't think it would be too difficult for whatever that first round receiver would be uh, to to kind of earn, um, you know, become that wide receiver one uh, before by year one or year two. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that one. Um, and, uh, Justin Herbert kind of needs a young alpha to kind of grow with him. Uh, so I kind of, I hope that's what they do with their first round pick, even a second round receiver. I'd be very excited with, um, but, uh, but yeah, um, that's, that's probably my favorite landing spot for the receivers. Nice. They are up there for me. They're my second favorite landing spot, but they are outdone by another team from LA and it's the Rams. I with the Allen Robinson trade, dude. They well, who's their wide receiver too? Wait, when's their when are they picking? 
Huh? They got a pick in the second round. And it's going okay, to be okay. a high one. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think they have a shot at getting a top five you know, receiver in this draft, and they are in desperate need of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, with especially with Allen Robinson getting traded, they're giving up on that, saving the cap space. So, yeah, they've got Cooper Cup and basically no one else. So, uh, could have had Amon Ra, but instead they got Tutu Atwell, and that's worked out brilliantly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they need to make up for that now and get a good receiver to pair up with cup. Cause he can't do it all himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know that I'm, I'd be as excited. I wouldn't put it as my top landing spot, but, uh, you know, I think I, I could, I could talk myself into liking that. That being said, I think they need so much, so many help on the, so much help on the offensive line, so much help on the defense mm-hmm. at this point that they could literally take any pick. Uh, I don't know that they're going to go receiver, but if they did, you know, uh, I I don't think it would it would be the worst worst direction they could go, and I think it would be a good landing spot as far as like expecting production right away. Oh yeah. So, um, so yeah. So no, I don't 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 blame me for having that one there. Again, I guess I just didn't think of the Rams as drafting receiver just because I'm thinking they're going to take one of the eight eight other positions they desperately need. But uh, but yeah, the receiver is definitely one of them outside of Cooper Cup. Um, the other one that I really liked. Uh, and again, it's it's tough because it's not you're not going to be an alpha. Um, I kind of tossed back and forth with one one team that it feels like you could be the alpha for. But for me, the Vikings, um, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I mean, obviously, Justin Jefferson is there. He's going to be the alpha. But, you know, if a guy like QJ, if a guy like Jordan Addison went there, I could totally I'd be just as excited as that of that. Uh, as a combo, as like a, a, a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, actually a Jamar Chase, uh, T Higgins type combo. Um, so, you know, I think uh, that'd be a really, really exciting thing to see. And, you know, Kirk Cousins, there's talks that he might not be there as long. I mean, the team hasn't come out and said anything about that. It's just kind of been rumors. But when he is there, he's still one of the better quarterbacks. I mean, he's definitely a top half quarterback and probably better than that. Probably pretty underrated. Uh but uh, he he uh, he always puts up huge numbers, touchdowns, and uh, I'm really excited. I think they're gonna get it, get a, a, a wide receiver in the first, you know, three four rounds. So uh, I'll I'll like that landing spot a lot. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, the Rams I looked it up have 11 picks in this draft. Um, the 36th overall and two third rounders. And then eight picks on day three. So they're going to be shooting their shot on a lot of dudes on day three. So, yeah, I definitely think they're going to end up with a couple of receivers or more. And to be fair, they've done a great job of developing fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth mm-hmm. round picks um, in the past. Uh, yep. So, I mean, that's that's part of how they were able to do this kind of, uh, you know, studs and duds mm-hmm. uh, type type strategy where they paid a bunch of guys like eight guys on their roster and just had a bunch of like you know minimum contracts outside of that but uh they've done a good job of developing this late round pick they're gonna so, take, so I wouldn't they're gonna take late. tank dell you you just go ahead and pencil oh that god in. dude tank and tutu as your one and two dude. can't do it god. i think oh, I, I honestly think they might take him on day three because he's the kind of guy that they've like gone for recently <laughs> yeah for but real. if yeah. they take him anywhere before day three i'm gonna shoot someone I think Sean McVay wanted to be a wide receiver and somebody told him he was too small or something. And he's he, just, he's he, out here trying to prove him wrong. Uh, yeah. Anyways, but uh, all right. Well, uh, the only other one I kind of liked and debated mentioning, and again, surprisingly, is the Texans. 
assuming they take a quarterback though, that was the reason why I was like, Ugh, I don't know. But if, if, if Bryce young or CJ Stroud gets an alpha receiver in this draft, I'll be pretty excited about them growing together. So, um, you know, that, that was a, a, a spot I thought about putting, but again, the uncertainty of what's going to happen kind of just made me not even want to mention it, but I did. So, uh, we'll just briefly touch on some tight end landing spots here. Uh, Nate, what is your favorite or least favorite tight end landing spot? Oh, my favorite has got to be the Bengals. It's okay. wide open. Hayden Hurst is gone. Uh, it's a high end passing offense with, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the league that loves to chunk it legitimately could throw for 5,000 yards in a season. And yeah, I, uh, I think it's great. I think they need someone to kind of eat over the middle. And if they got, you know, one of the top guys in this draft, you know, like a Don Kincaid, a Michael Mayer, um, I think they would have a really good chance to, you know, be effective early on. Yep. The Bengals were my second favorite landing spot. The only one I have above it is the Cowboys. And I think the Cowboys just, uh, have a bit more, uh, of a target share available. Um, And, you know, admittedly, Dak Prescott, you know, maybe a notch below Joe Burrow, but still, you know, a top 10 quarterback, still a very, very solid, you know, great quarterback. I'd even say um, when he's playing well, at least, but, uh, but yeah, I think that um, he's been, he's whether it's Dalton Schultz or Jason Witten before that, he's always heavily targeted tight end. So um, I like the Cowboys landing spot just a little bit more than the Bengals landing spot. But yeah, I think those are kind of the clear two best landing spots. Um, But uh yeah, if you do have any more to, to add to the ones you like. Um, yeah, I, I think the Raiders are a pretty good spot um, just because they did trade mm-hmm. Darren Waller to the Giants. And, you know, it's a position they've used a lot in the past. So I think, um, you know, again, if one of the top guys goes there, uh, they'll probably get used quite a bit. So that's it. But, yeah, I think the Cowboys would be my second favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, when it comes to my least favorite landing spots, and this isn't even one where I expect them to do this, especially because there's been recent talks that they, you know, want to reach a long-term deal with them. Uh, but I mean, the Jaguars, I keep seeing mock tight ends and it's tight ends. Mm-hmm. I like, and I just think that Evan Ingram is going to be the wide, the, the receiving tight end uh, in that, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe they want to draft the, the uh, blocking tight end and a guy to have some two tight end sets out there. But I just think, they, you know, gave him the franchise tag and it looks like they're trying to reach a long-term deal with Evan Ingram. He had a, um, you know, his best year last year with them. Um, so I, I, um, don't know why so many people expect them to take a, a tight end in the first and second round in the mocks I'm seeing, but, um, I'm always kind of like not, not into it when I see it. Yep. I agree with you there. Um, I didn't have a ton of teams written down for this one. Honestly, I don't think the Vikings are a good landing spot. Um, but I mean, you're not going to be the number one at that team. So yeah, other than that, nothing really like stood out to me. Just of the team. So I feel like there's three teams that I keep, I see very consistently drafted tight ends in the first round. It's the Cowboys, the Bengals that we both mentioned. And then the third one is the Packers. It's not that I can't see a pathway for the Packers. I just don't really expect, I mean, Christian Watson, Romeo dubs, whoever the potential tight end would be. Um, I don't really expect them to, uh, you know, Jordan Love to be carrying a very high-powered offense right away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't really love the Packers landing spot, at least right away, but, you know, could be proven wrong. But um, that was the only other one I had that I didn't like. Yeah, I also mentioned the uh, Falcons because uh, 
yeah, they can't even get enough targets to Kyle Pitts. So if you're the tight end two, you're fucked. So well, yeah. Joe Johnny Smith, we were playing fucking 10, 10 mil to so or some shit. So we better not get another tight end. God damn it. We'll we'll, we'll pull the Patriots. Arthur Smith. God damn, we're gonna do it. Um, all right, all right. Well, that will conclude our landing spots discussion. Wait, was there anything else you wanted to add to that? No, that's oh, no, it for said, me. You said the Falcons. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, so yeah. So now we're gonna touch on some divisive players. These are divisive players both among our rankings, uh, between me and Nate, and really they kind of coincide with the community at large. So we thought that we would kind of touch on these guys, kind of talk about where we expect them to go, and just kind of uh give you guys and us something to uh kind of be watch out for uh in some of these later rounds and 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 see um you know, which one of us are closer to being right. So, uh, so yeah, so let's start out with a quarterback that we've been, uh, relatively distant on. And we were kind of talking on the phone the other day and we realized we still feel a little bit different about, and that's Stetson Bennett. Uh, so Nate, I'll let you start it out and just kind of talk about where you expect Stetson Bennett to go. And, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Where you expect him to go and why? Yeah, very deep. Uh, no, I uh, I think like the ceiling for him is probably round five. That would be like the earliest I'd expect him to go. Um, I also think there's a decent chance that he goes undrafted. But um, you know, some teams probably going to take a chance on him. But I think it's probably more likely that he slips to like the sixth or seventh round. But um, just like not a whole bunch of good things uh, being reported about him. Just like apparently didn't interview too well. Of course he had the arrest, which didn't help him, but that's not like anything that's going to destroy him. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, that combined with, you know, his lack of size being like 192 pounds, um, you know, he's, he's shorter and skinnier than Bryce young and, um, or at least skinnier um, doesn't have the arm strength of young, you know, he, you know, it's not like he has a noodle arm, but definitely you, you would like to see a lot more zip. Um, careless with the ball. He throws up into double coverage way too much. He likes to just throw up a prayer if he's, you know, in doubt. Um, and he's 25 years old and, you know, with some maturity issues, which isn't what you want to see from an older player. So, um, yeah, just all those things is what I would, you know, knock him down for. God damn. 25 years old with maturity issues. That one, <laughs> that one cut deep. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't argue, can't argue with it. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I, I, you know, I put fourth or fifth round. So you said his ceiling, you felt like it's the fifth round, but I'll go ahead just to make it interesting and say, I think he's going to go in the fourth round. Um, So, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. I think, you know, you have a little bit more potential to be right, but I'll say, okay, wait, well, cause there's the compensatory picks. I was going to say like top 150 or something like yeah. that but yeah maybe like the first part of the fifth maybe like the first 10 picks of the you, fifth if you're gonna give what me do you that. think is the lowest he's gonna go i think i think i think the 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 absolute latest would be the six would be like a, okay. a six pick. which i mean you can't go too much later than that and still be drafted yeah. but but yeah for me four to four to six would be the range you're saying five to undrafted so yeah a little bit of difference there at least so uh i'll just to make it interesting i'll say fourth to the first 10 picks of the fifth if you'll give me the first 10 picks of the fifth then i'll be <laughs> i'll be comfortable uh, ma- uh making that bet but all right uh, but yeah, we don't have to. Put Do you think he's right? going to be the sixth uh, quarterback taken? The sixth quarterback taken. Yeah. Um. Probably not. Okay. I, I, I mean, he would be my. He's my quarterback six. Mm-hmm. So, but, 
but I do think they'll the, the somebody will probably take a, a guy with more prototypical size that doesn't have uh, some of the some I say some of the off the field the one off the field issue that he had uh, and uh, you know maybe a little bit of cockiness but you know we don't always dislike that in a quarterback um, but uh, but yeah so yeah um, you know that that that's that's one player that that we see a little bit differently on. Um, Devin a chain is definitely, I think in the running backs, the, the, the running back that we disagree on the most, uh, between Nate and I, um, I have him at RB four and I believe you had him at 10 or 11. Do I, if I remember, uh, after the combine, I had him at 12, 12. Okay. Okay. So just, just barely hanging on there. Um, so, so yeah, um, where do you expect him to go? I'm sure you've been seeing mocks with him drafted higher than you would draft him, but uh, at the same time, you know where where are you kind of calling your shot and thinking he might might get drafted. I'm thinking uh, the fourth to sixth round. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, for me, um, you know, I think he's going to go in the third round. I'm pretty confident about that. I'm I see him mock sometimes in the late second, even, mm. but I, you know, I'm not expecting that. I think that's that's a little wishful. Uh, although I would have said the same thing about James Cook, uh, and you know, as we saw it happen, so I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. But I think he'll be a third round running back. So, um, so yeah, definitely we can keep an eye if it's if he's later than the third round, then then I'll give you the win on on that one. Um, so, so yeah, um, if he is dra- drafted a little bit higher than you think he's going to be, let's say he was like an early third round pick or something. And, and you like the landing spot. Do you think he could, does he have potential to move up despite, you know, him being smaller and you're not liking the size or do you, do you think that no matter what happens, you know, outside of something unthinkable or something that he, uh, he's probably going to stay close to where he's at for you. I mean, he's like anyone else. If he get like really good landing spot and, you know, b- better than expected draft capital, I would move him up a little bit, but um, you know, I like, I- I'll say this, like it would take a miracle for him to crack like my top six RBs. Um, mm. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at with him. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I think he, I think I'm scared. He's one of the highest, um, like drop potentials for me. If he does get a bad landing spot, then I am mm. going to have to drop him down several spots. So he's one of the guys I really stuck my neck out for in this draft, um, especially between on this podcast between you and I. So um, I am a little nervous, but uh, you know, I I'm still, still hopeful. And, 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 you know, most of the mocks I see, I'm, I'm pretty happy walking away with, except I have seen two uh, with him going to the 49ers, which I mentioned earlier. I don't love, but anyways, mm-hmm. uh, that's beside the point. Uh, here's a guy that we don't necessarily disagree on between us, uh, but it's just hard as fuck to mm-hmm. get a handle or a grip on where he's going to go, what NFL teams are going to do. There's some recent news that I'll let Nate touch on uh, about uh, you know his health and everything that is positive. Uh, but it's Sean Tucker who has had just mm-hmm. such a whirlwind. He's gone from being, uh, you know, a top six running back from both of us to us not knowing where to rank him to now there's looking a little bit of a brighter outlook. So Nate, mm-hmm. uh, what have you heard recently? Yeah, this was my RB four at one point before, you know, all the news about, you know, him being, you know, medically excluded from competing at the combine and at his pro day. So like, you know, a a guy that we expected to test incredibly well and be a tremendous athlete, like couldn't show it. And then there was this medical thing that you still have to be concerned about, but good news is that he has been medically cleared 
and he is going to be having his own separate pro day this coming Monday, April 24th. So same week as the draft, getting in at the last minute. But, uh, yeah, if he blows that up, then I could see him climbing up draft boards and getting selected a bit higher. Um, I think his absolute ceiling is the third round. Um, but if I'm being honest, I expect him to be a day three back. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but probably more like fourth, fifth round area. Yeah, I'm so glad that we at least he's been medically cleared and whatever the issue that was holding it up was because mm. it was just so vague and mysterious yeah. and like not info. And we like literally it's like, is this career ending? Is this a, yeah, stubby, is this a Justin Ross situation? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did he stub his toe before the combine? Like what? Like what's going on? So, yeah, we're 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 happy to see uh, that he will be an NFL player and playing. Uh, for me, I think if if he does well at the combine, I think the the NFL was relatively in on him prior to all of this, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff happening before his pro day and him yeah. not doing stuff at the combine. So I think if he has a chance to really get into the third round, uh, but I, I I put fourth round is where I put. So that's that is an early day three pick. Uh, so I'd agree with you, but um, I'll say day th- uh, you know could could sneak into the uh, late day three. Um, if he if he really does uh, day perform two. the way that he, or sorry, yeah, day, yeah, late yeah. day two, yeah. If he really does, perform I hope he the way sneaks that... into late day three. If not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. If not, he we're in make trouble. it by yeah. then, we're in trouble. Yeah, no, no. I think he could sneak into late day two if yeah. he does anything close to what he's claimed he could do on his little YouTube video. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> so, see how true all that is, man. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, but anyways, uh, all right. Well, um next player we have unless there was anything else you wanted to add to that conversation is mr zach evans mm-hmm. um so we have a little bit of a gap i mean i i think at this point he's like my rb8 i'm not sure where you have him um so you know i i he's definitely a, a potential riser for me if he gets the right landing spot i'll have him a lot higher than rb8 because from rb like four to eight is just a big well four to nine even is a big jumble for me but um yeah i mean uh i expect him to probably go day three i'm gonna put fourth round as well um tested pretty well uh at his pro day i mean wasn't wasn't bad or anything i think it was a little bit better i don't have the time uh here um but yeah it it you know uh yeah i, I was expecting him to, to to probably be uh second or third round pick you know when this process started but um you know i i just don't have those expectations anymore yeah, this one is tough for me to predict because, um, you know, he does have the five-star ped- pedigree. He, mm-hmm. you know, he's got really quick feet. He's got great change of direction. Uh, I actually think he's got soft hands and he's a natural pass catcher. Wasn't used that in that role a whole lot, but I think that is a part of his game he can, you know, um, use in the NFL level and, you know, ex- get better at. Uh, but he also has an excellent stiff arm. So um, he... He has a lot of traits that, you know, teams are going to covet. The only thing is never played a whole season as a lead running back and doesn't, you know, especially him coming on in at 202 pounds at the combine. um, He does lack a little bit of power and falls backwards too much at the goal line. And I also wrote down that he runs out of bounds like a bitch. And I put down like three examples from film uh, from like Arkansas and Auburn and stuff. So I, I do think he just needs to develop a little bit more tough man mentality uh, also had one of the worst fumble rates in the class uh, fumbled the ball way too often so 
all that um, leads me to believe that he's going to be taken in day three, and I would say probably fifth, sixth round for him. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I still, um, you know, I think his ceiling would be third round. I could I could see that happening, but, uh, you know, I expect the fourth, so maybe I am still a little bit higher than him on you. Yeah, um, I'll say so... ceiling of the fourth round. Okay, I, I okay. could see him slipping into that. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have to get, keep an eye on that one as well. And we do have one receiver uh, that's divisive both between us, even though at this point I'm starting to decide more with Nate, but Sean uh, Booty, the guy that Booty. was supposed, supposed to be a top three receiver in this class for Nate is not even a top 12 receiver in this class for me. I think at this point he's wide receiver 11. So, you know, um, where do you expect him to go? Do you think a team is going to bite on the, you know, promised upside of his freshman year? Um, or do you, do you think that teams at this point, I mean, I'm sure different teams will feel differently, but, uh, you know, do, do you think he, you know, sneak into to date late day, day two? You think he's a solid day three pick? What are your thoughts? Yeah, honestly, I don't see, I, I don't see no way he gets into day two. Um, okay. Like, Here's the thing that makes this exercise tough is it just it it only takes one team like, you know, we right, wouldn't have right. predicted two two Atwell to go anywhere near day two. <laughs> and he right, was a second right. round pick. So, you know, you just you never know. But he does have the five star pedigree. You know, he's he's got good size, decent speed, but everything else, man, uh, his film this last year was some of the worst I've ever watched. Like specifically, the Florida State game was literally the worst wide receiver film I've ever watched of a player. Uh, he just didn't give a shit. He's got bad. Uh, he's got a bad attitude. He's kind of a diva, like more so than your normal wide receiver. He's like a legit pain in the ass. Um, his hands are really inconsistent. Has a lot of drops. He was slow on his releases. He has slow reaction times. He can't jump. Uh, yeah, I just he was not the athlete that we predicted, and he has a whole lot of problems both on and off the field. So yeah, I um I think he's gonna be like again like probably like a fifth or sixth round pick yeah um yeah and you're totally right i mean this is kind of a futile exercise but it's fun uh yeah. but you're right <laughs> who, who knows where these teams are gonna gonna take take these guys but mm. um you know i would probably expect Keishon, i put in the fourth and fifth for fourth or fifth range mm-hmm. um so you know late fourth early fifth type deal is kind of where i see him going um if he did end up going to the third, um, going in third or something, I wouldn't. It wouldn't blow my mind that a team like still believes in the promise and thinks that they can fix him. But I think there's maybe two or three teams in the NFL that would do that would do something like that. So mm. it's just a matter of if they're looking at a receiver when when that pick comes. But uh, I think the odds are it's much more likely he's a day three pick. And you're right, he could be looking at even you know a scary draft capital like sixth round. You know. Uh, you know, maybe even falling into the seventh. I mean, it, mm-hmm. that, that's definitely in the range of possibilities just because it's uh, the issues he's have he's had are abundant and they're unique. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the sex party, that's not something that I'm personally, you know, dropping him for too low. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of NFL teams don't like that, especially because it seems to be the reason he wasn't invited back to LSU when he originally declared that he was going to stay. So it's just kind of been a mess through this whole process. And yeah, it's, he's one of the most 
intriguing and mysterious players uh, in the draft, in my opinion. I just still can't get over how he complained after the FSU game that they didn't like get him the ball more or like make him a more integral part of the game. It's like, dude, you dropped everything that came your way. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not much accountability with that one. Um, but yeah, he's, he'll be an interesting one to watch. He's very much a boomer bust prospect. So yeah. Yep. Um, well, all right. Well, we got one more exercise for you. Well, actually we got two more. We got one, one little short one at the end, but yeah. um, this is going to be, we're going to go through, and talk about how many of each position we think will go um, in in the high draft capital rounds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have a, the list of guys so we can, you know, go through the list of guys, but ultimately just like how we think the rounds are going to break down. And we'll start out with quarterback. Um, Nate, uh, I'll let you kind of talk about how where you think uh, the top prospects of the quarterbacks will go and, you know, maybe a little bit of the landscape after. Yeah, uh, I think you were looking at probably four to five quarterbacks taken in the first round. Um, I could see as little as three, but I think it's probably going to be four or five, just at least at the end of the first round, you have teams trying to trade up just to get that fifth-year option. Um, the thing about it is I think you'll have that, and then after the fifth guy's taken, I don't think you're going to see another person taken until maybe the late third. Um, but maybe even like, you know, QB six might not even be taken till the fourth round. So, um, I think there is a pretty big gap there that we're going to see play out in the draft. Took the words out of my mouth, except for I'm going ahead and putting it down that I feel confident that the top five quarterback prospects are all going to go in the first round. Mm. I think somebody will either trade up or just take Hendon Hooker at the end of the first mm-hmm. um to you know secure that fifth year option um and yeah so so i'm gonna go ahead and say five uh i think you know you said four or five but mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's that's where i think and i totally agree with you took the words out of my mouth after that um i don't think there's gonna be a day two quarterback um i think there's only gonna be day three quarterbacks so um, you know, we'll, we could be proven wrong, but maybe in those compensatory rounds in the third round, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I don't, I just don't think there's anybody I would personally take and that I've heard much hype from the NFL around, um, out, outside of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's a quick and easy discussion on those quarterbacks. Um, but what about the running backs? Um, so, um, Nate, I'll let you break down. Um, I went to the third round, but you can, you know, go and, and, and talk about, um, you know, where you think the the top prospects will go. Yeah, I did the first two rounds, but, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's just going to be one running back taken in the first, um, I could see possibly two, but I really do think it's just going to end up being Bijan. Uh, I think there are going to be two second rounders, um, and that being Jameer Gibbs and Zach Charbonnet. And then, um, yeah, after that, I, I could see another running back sneaking into the second, but I think there's going to be quite a few taken in the third, you know, talking like, you know, four or five, maybe even six dudes taken in the third with those compensatory picks being added in. So um, what are your thoughts on that? Damn it. We see this, see this <laughs> pretty much the same here. So I'm going to have to definitely uh, do the receivers first, but um <laughs> Yeah, Bijan in the first, totally agree. Jameer and Charbonnet in the second. Um, I do have the names of the five running backs that I think I'm are gonna be taken into the third. And I'm I'm doing this based off of my own rankings and also who I'm seeing uh mocked uh frequently in the 
third or, or, or sometimes in the second, a couple of these guys. So um, those players are, got five of them, uh, Devon A-Chain, Andre Miller, Tajay Spears, uh, Tank Bigsby. And I put Sean Tucker on here, but then above it, I put that he'll probably go in the uh, third or fourth. Um, yeah, I, Sean Tucker, again, if he does well at the combine, then I'll put him on this list for the for the third as well. But um, but I have five names there uh, that I think will go in the third. There's a couple of names that, that might sneak in as well. Um, I think a guy like Roshan could could sneak into the third, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I'm not seeing that mocked as as frequently. And even Kendra, to be honest, does slip into the fourth uh, in a couple of the mocks that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the real guys that I don't really see fall outside of it typically are Devon A. Chain, Tajay Spears, and Tank Bigsby. So those are kind of the only other three that. I feel really, really secure that are going to go in the fourth, but I got five names. I'm sorry, in the third, but those are the other five names that I that I think will go in the third. So, um, moving on to receive, are there any other? I guess Devon A. Chain would would that be the only name in in my list of the third round running backs that you that you disagree with? Maybe Sean Tucker if he. Yeah, depending on what happens with his pro day. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do think another name that could pop in if a team really banked on upside in youth is just Izzy Abanacanda. Um, mm. But uh, I do think it's more likely he's going to be a, you know early day three guy. But we'll, we'll see how yeah, that plays yeah. out. And we mentioned him above, too, but I think Zach Evans also could sneak into the third as mm-hmm. well. But I didn't put him on the list of guys that I felt secure about. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, moving on to receivers. Um, for me, it breaks down as follows. So uh, I think there's going to be four first round receivers. Um, I have four that it seems like um, are relatively, although one or two of these guys sometimes fall to the second. But uh, for me, it's uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Addison, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, and Zay Flowers. Um, those are the first round receivers. Have you seen this, uh, interview? I'm not sure. I can't remember what the podcast was, but that Zay flowers agent did. Uh, no, I did not. He was like, Oh, it's well known in the NFL draft circles. Like all, everybody knows that Zay flowers is going to be the first receiver off the board. So it's a lot of, I'm sure. I mean, obviously it's his agent. He's just trying to hype up his guy as a big part of it, but yeah. He's either going to look really stupid, or if Zay Flowers is the first receiver off the board, that's really going to turn some heads. But, uh, but I think you know at this point, I feel really solid about those four receivers. Um, in the second round, I have uh, Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, and Marvin Mims. Those are the three guys that I see mocked and that I feel confident in the the draft capital with. So, got four guys in the first, three guys in the second. And in the third, um, I have four receivers. I'm sure there will be more than this, but there's only four that I see uh, mocked a lot. And that's uh, Cedric Tillman, uh, Richie Rice, uh, Tyler Scott is somebody that I'm seeing rise up draft boards. And that is my guy. That's like my like sleeper. I found you guy that I'm so stoked about. And then Jonathan Mingo, man, look, I like Jonathan Mingo's film. He was like my wide receiver 15 in my pre-draft process. He was heavily injured, but there's been like three mocks where he's been drafted to the fucking Falcons at pick 44, but other teams as well. I see him in the second very often, but it looks like the NFL. I've, I've heard rumors that it seems like they're, they're really in on him. He's one of the few big body receivers along with Tillman um, outside of Quentin Johnson in this class. So it's uh, 
it's definitely I could see him uh you know getting it getting inside of uh these the higher draft capital than maybe our rankings say. But there's the only guys I really feel confident in. I think that's 10 guys. Um, so that's how I see the wide receivers breaking down. Yeah, we're we're pretty close here. I um I do think it's gonna be three wide receivers that are taken in the first round. Um mm-hmm. I, I think Quentin Johnson might be the guy to fall out of that. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, it does seem like Zay Flowers has picked up a lot of steam as far as being in the first round. So be interesting to see what happens there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think my top 12 wide receivers are all going to be taken in the first three rounds. Um, I mean, if you look at and maybe not exactly mine because teams do different things, but I do think you'll probably have 12 wide receivers taken in the first three rounds. Last year, was, admittedly, was a better class, but uh, they had 17 guys taken in the first three rounds then. So, um, you know, expecting quite a bit of drop off from that uh, going to 12. But I, I do think that's, you know, it's it's a passing league and we've seen more wide receivers get taken more often. So um, I'm predicting three first rounders and then I think four second rounders, but at most six. And then, you know, a whole bunch more guys in the third round. So, um, but yeah, I think you're looking at probably, well, I'll, I'll average them together and say five uh, second rounders, but uh, only three guys going in the first round. Yeah, fair enough. Definitely 17. And I actually miscounted. I have 11 names that I listed, but still, yeah, that is a lot less than 17. So mm-hmm. I could maybe see a couple of the, you know, one name that I do see mocked high, higher than, you know, either one of us would take him a lot is Tank Dell. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he probably is a name that 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 we may see on, on day two that I didn't include on my list. So I'm sure there's a couple of names. Xavier Hutchinson is another guy that Sometimes I see him on day three. Sometimes I see him on day two. But yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, I'm sure that more than eleven would be a safer bet to to take than 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 under certainly. Um, so um, yeah, and then with tight ends, um, for me, it's just pretty easy. Um, I think there's five guys that are going to go in the first two rounds, um, and uh, that's uh, going to be Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid. Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta, and Luke Musgrave. And everybody else, I think, will go after that. I agree with you. Uh, as far as like who goes in the first round, I think two guys. I could see only one, but I think two guys are going to go in the first round and at most three. Um, yeah, I think Don Kincaid and Michael Mayer are you know pretty solid picks there. And uh, I think, um, you know, our boy from Georgia, who I don't know why I can't think of his name at the moment. Darnell Washington. Yeah, my boy. Um, Yeah. Thank your best friend, Darnell Washington. Yeah, I I think, yeah, we go way back. Uh, I think he could sneak into the first round just because of how great he is as a blocker. But, and, you know, the upside he brings at that size and athleticism. But, um, yeah, at at worst, I think he's a second round guy along with, um, you know, Sam Laporta and, you know, Luke Musgrave, like you mentioned. Nice. Yeah, there wasn't any anybody else you had in the in the first two rounds list. Besides this uh, I don't believe so. Let me. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll take a second glance here. I mean, no, uh, I've heard some okay. good things about Tucker Craft. Um, and you know Zach Kuntz is a freak athlete, but I don't think any team is going to be taking them in the second round. So, uh, yeah, maybe third. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Well, we got one more little segment here and we are going to call our landing spot. So I believe two years ago is the only time we've had a a hit on this with Nate calling Najee to the Steelers. 
So uh, we're going to try to do that again. Uh, Nate, I'll let you start us out. And I don't know how many you have. I only have one that I felt really confident about. There's a couple that I like am wishing for. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't even know if that I even feel confident about mine. I just, uh, you know, I feel feel pretty good. And I'm, it's actually one that's not being talked about as much. So I'm excited to talk about it. But anyways, what is yours, my friend? Uh, yeah, I only wrote down one. There are others that I've, I've considered we may mention, but, uh, I think Jordan Addison to the chargers is just way too good of a thing to pass up. I do think he might be there at their pick. Uh, I know they're picking in the twenties, but 21. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, he could be definitely there at that spot and he's a great wide receiver. He's already, you know, out in California playing for USC. So He's already got a fan base out there. And uh, yeah, I, I have him as the wide receiver too in this draft. So I predict, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba is already going to be gone by this point. And I think this is the best, you know, pass catcher that the Chargers can bring in. He does have speed. He can stretch the field, um, but he's also a really good route runner. So he can kind of take over that Keenan Allen role, which uh, he might be, you know, aging out of soon. So um, yeah, Jordan Addison to the Chargers, I think is a pretty strong chance of happening. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Well, I said I only have one, but it's actually a four, a four piece, a four piece parlay we got here. I don't know how you manage this. It's a quarterback special. So I'm going to call the landing spot for the top four quarterbacks. And the hardest one, obviously, being, being, uh, uh, Will Levis. Um, but we're going to go Bryce Young to the Panthers. CJ Stroud to the Texans. I'm not believing the hype. A Rich to the Colts. And then Will Levis is going to fall. They might trade up a couple spots, but he might fall to, I think it's pick 18 or something, to the Titans. The Titans are going to take Will Levis. So that is my four piece parlay. The, obviously, the boldest one there is Titan is is Levis to the Titans. I'm not seeing that. I, I did see it in in one mock draft today, and I was kind of disappointed because I was I it's it's one that I feel like it hasn't been as discussed or talked about very much. But yeah, I can just see Will Levis being a Titan. I do think that they're trying to move on from Tannehill, and if he falls to their pick, which it seems like he has been falling um i think that that um you know they'll be willing to kind of start the rebuild with uh you know maybe tana hill having the reins to begin the year and as they tank and begin to suck uh them transitioning to to will levis yeah i, th- I think that's good it'll be interesting, interesting to see how much of those uh hit or maybe all of them hit um if they do i'll feel really good about it but yeah i made it hard on myself but yeah whatever. you really did it'll be fun. you made it way harder <laughs> than it should have been Let's just take Will Levis to the Titans as like the main one. And then like the rest, if I hit it, it will just be an extra fun parlay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fair. I, I do. I guess I agree with you on the first two. Um, I still think Stroud, you know, has a decent chance of getting taken first, just, you know, cause this is the smoke screen time of year, but you know, the mm-hmm. betting odds are what they are. So I'd say, you know, that's a pretty safe bet what you're predicting. Nice. Nice. Well, uh, you got any more you want to you wanna throw out there, see if they stick? Uh, anything else you, you want to close this out with, if not? I mean, I'd hate to say it again, but, I mean, dude, like, Tank Dell is going to end up a Ram. Like, you can just go ahead and <laughs> All right. write All it right. down. At least, at least you're expecting it so you won't be. It's like last year they I, took, who was it? Uh, Kyron Williams, who you hated. Yeah. Uh, but at least like they every took draft him late. They take, 
Yeah, it seems like every draft they take take at least one guy that you just hate pre-draft. So yeah, and like I won't mind if they take him in like the fifth. I you know Tank Dell in the fifth. I think that's perfectly fine. If they uh-huh. take him with a day two pick, I'm gonna lose my shit because one of their three day two picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two two Atwell scarred me, especially because I was screaming for Amon Ra at that spot. And uh, yeah, I'd, how <laughs> yeah. that dude slipped to the fourth round is beyond me. But um, that's uh, that's what we we're talking about. Anything can happen. Nate typically tries to be optimistic on draft day, even when his team does do something that he doesn't like. He'll try to spin it or try to. Try to like, yo, well, actually, his yards after catch or whatever he can do to make it make uh, it. I'm pretty brutally better. honest. But he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it with the he couldn't do it with with uh, uh not Tank Dell with, uh, with the Tutu Atwell. I remember you were just just disgusted with that one. So, now, dude, these days I'm pretty like honest with myself. Like, it, with him, with when Desmond Ritter got taken by the Falcons, I was just saying, fuck all this. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I study too much film to be like, oh, well maybe he'll turn out. Like I've seen too much right. of him and I'm like, I know this guy sucks. He's not going to be good. Right. Right. Um, right. but you know, we can always be wrong and, uh, you know, that does make it fun. Yeah. And guys develop, you know, that's the thing about film is it's a, a picture in yeah. time and they, they can get better, you know, but, but that being said, I agree. Desmond Ritter. It's not going to turn out. But anyways, <laughs> let's uh, let's close it out on that note, guys. Thank you for tuning in. It is the week before draft week. We're super stoked. Keep in mind, we mentioned this at the end of last episode, but I want to mention it again on programming. We're not going to do an episode. Uh, on We've been recording on Thursday nights. We're not going to do an episode on Thursday night because that is the draft next week. Uh, so we will do an episode after the draft. Uh, probably put out our episode a little bit earlier in the week for that week. Um, and, uh, just kind of discuss all the real landing spots and, um, maybe do a little mock, uh, off of the, the real landing spots up from there. So, um, episode coming a little bit later next week. I'm sure you guys won't mind because you'll be just as locked and tuned into the draft as we are, and you won't be caring to listen to podcasts uh, while it's happening either. So, uh, we, uh, just wanted to mention that. So you aren't expecting us on, um, you know, maybe Friday morning or, or anything. So <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, be sure to like comment and um uh star whatever the the bell ring the bell on spotify whatever the the all the things the, all the things we appreciate it and uh yeah definitely reach out to us uh if you have us on sleeper um and uh, let us know some of your favorite uh draft landing spots uh before the draft uh starts um so uh, thank you guys we appreciate it and uh nate you got anything to add before we close out uh no it's draft season baby i'm ready for real landing spots and for all this to come to a conclusion so yeah yeah then it's draft season so like fantasy draft season so yeah we'll be diving straight into that so yeah thank you for sticking with us and can't wait till next week 100 percent, guys we appreciate you all and for nate this is josiah fantasy dogs out